Hi, I'm Beth Parr and I am the owner of Queen Bee Pageant Training and today I am discussing going from Queen to Coach. Welcome to Pageantland, the UK's premier podcast for all things pageantry with your host Jessica Barkley. Here you'll find guest experts, past, present and future queens, plus my own personal insights into what it's like to follow your pageantry dreams. So whether you're hitting the stage for the first time, looking to up your game, or even after some inspiration to follow your own dreams, I hope you will find something here for you. I'll ask the questions you're too embarrassed to and get real about the highs and lows of pageantry. If you enjoy this episode, please give us a share on social and pop me a review on iTunes. Now strap on those heels and let's get into it because we have a lot to cover. Welcome back to another episode. I'm still like trying to process the fact that we are in season five and it just feels absolutely incredible. Like I remember getting to the fifth episode of season one and feeling like I'd reached this incredible milestone. So thank you so much for all the support and encouragement from you amazing listeners and all the wonderful people we've had on for interviews. I'm so excited to have you on Beth because... You announced some quite exciting news, personal news recently as well. So it's been like awesome to catch up with you just before the recording. Um, But for those who don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about um, sort of when and how you started in pageantry and what you'd sort of done up to becoming a coach? Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, we might need a bit longer than than how long this podcast is going to be. But (laughs) um, I started uh, back around... 2007 2008 um and was just entered into like a a local competition called world's top model and it was run very like a pageant um except we had to we didn't have a swim we did have a swimwear round and we also had an underwear round which now seems quite inappropriate considering I was about 17 but I did it and that was where it all started and I absolutely fell in love with it so once because because back then it was more sort of um uh, well, I was only aware of Miss England and Miss England heats. Um, I took part in um, Miss Liverpool a couple of times. Um, I also had to go at Miss Wirral. Um, but my first sort of life-changing moment in pageantry was um, Galaxy UK. And that was in 2010. Um, and then after that, I went on to do um, Miss International in Japan and I also took part in Miss Grand uh, in Thailand and then most recently um, Ms Galaxy and winning Ms Galaxy in America but in between all there there's been many attempts at other things as well I had to go at Miss Earth at Miss Scuba um, and I think some of them you just it's just not made for you and I was glad I found um, sort of the avenues that suited me the best. Yeah, I think that's what's so nice. We've got all these different systems and finding the ones that, that fit for you. And also sometimes they fit in the moment. Um, and But you change. All the system oh. changes and you need to be able to... Um, I loved... I think it was... I, I know it was Holly that said it. I think it was in an interview with Maria, who are, um, for those listening who don't know, uh, they are the National and International Director of Galaxy, um, where she talked about 
there's nothing wrong with moving around systems and doing different systems. Like if she could have done a different system every week, she would have done because she loved pageantry. Um, Absolutely. It's it's really nice that we're talking about that more, especially with all the date changes in lockdown, because I mean, who who even knows what's going to happen next year? Um, But a lot of people were signing up to systems based on when the finals were. And then the finals moved to a different part of the year that was no longer suitable. If you're a, a school teacher, you might need a, a final that always happens in the holidays. Um, yeah. And suddenly it moves to midweek during term time and you're not able to do it. So I, I really love that there's opened up this conversation a lot recently about moving systems more and trying and finding them. I think it's, I really think it's, it's great. You know, that there are some that I took part in and afterwards thought, oh, well, never mind. Like, wasn't for me anyway and then there's some that you come away from and you think you, you know you feel really inspired by but I don't know if you can really um count something out until you've had a go and until you've tried so so people sh- I don't think they should close themselves off by what they've seen other people experience or what they've heard about things go and try and try them all for yourself you know it's important that it, it's your choice I think, yeah, as long as you're safe, try as many of many of them as you want to try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not promoting double sashing here. That's one of the things I don't like. <laughs> It's like when you get two sashes Honestly, off. I don't I don't know how people cope with that sort of thing. It's not something I've ever I don't think I've ever met anyone who's done it. But when once I'm in a competition, I find it I can't imagine having two sashes because you just I couldn't keep track of I struggle of, to keep track of one. I <laughs> know, uh, exactly, exactly. No. So no, and I'm yet to experience someone who's done it, to be honest. It's um it's I think it's hard because sometimes you can do the charity pageants while you're also competing for bigger ones. Um, but it's like, if you're going to do an appearance, pick your sash, decide which one. <laughs> yeah. Keep, make your life, make your own life more simple. <laughs> Don't complicate things for yourself. I don't know, because I'm terrible with remembering. I mean, no offence to go to at the moment anyway, but I never, like, remembering to get the photos. So I'll wear my sash. I always like to put my sash on before I go in. That's like part of my like little... Um, mantra yeah like it's like get it get it on and, and go in as um that representative um whereas I know like some um Hannah Golding who we've had on and um, she likes to put hers on once she's in there because um her daughter will find a way of messing it up otherwise which I areas <laughs> um but it's I still I'll go in and do the event and I'll help out with this and I'll help sell raffle tickets and I'll get on stage and talk and I won't have got a single photo by the end of it and I'll go oh. yeah you've been too distracted no I know what you mean yeah it's like I've done done this great appearance I've been here all day and the only photo I've got is like with the organizer by the sign on the way out <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's hard to get the action shots sometimes isn't it because you need someone to like follow you around and take pictures of you doing it <laughs> That's why I'm like, I get, I've got a little bit jealousy when it comes to pageant contestants who have their mums in tow. Yeah, like, <laughs> we're, we're all for that now, aren't we? Mom, can you come to my with you. <laughs> I'm like, Felicity's gonna, gonna be, is, well, she's winning already. She's already got like a hundred pictures of her at every event we go to because I'm always like, oh, quick, another picture, another picture. Um. I think I'm just going to strap like the GoPro onto my chest when she competes and then I'll just film the whole thing all the time. Yeah, easier. Take stills from the video. Yeah, much, much easier. Um, so we've massively digressed already, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> 
Can't help it, can you? That's why I have to have written down questions. Otherwise, it it would just go on for hours. Um, I mean, uh, Patrick and I, when we do episodes, they're normally pretty long. That that can digress into anything and everything. So um, I try and steer it back to the questions. It doesn't always work. Uh, What really makes you love pageantry? Um, I think it gives you a real sense of self I do. I know that sounds a bit strange, but I think it really teaches you who you are, what you like, what you don't like. I think it gives you um, real opportunities to be kind of to, to kind of come a better version of of yourself. It's it's skills that I think help just in everyday everyday life that you learn during pageantry and you kind of don't know you're learning them as you go along because it is so fun and you, you know I think especially like I turned um 28 what two years ago now and when it was um time for me to become a mess I felt like I really didn't know myself on until then it, it had taught me so many lessons along the way and I honestly think that that's why I did so well that year because it, yeah, it just it just really really teaches you lots of lessons along along the way. You know, you make new friendships, you experience other cultures, you learn how to you know handle yourself in an interview, handle yourself under pressure. Being confident enough to walk on stage is huge, especially like in everyday life. You can you can turn that into walking into an interview room for a job, or um, you know presenting yourself for for any opportunities that you deserve in the rest of your life. And I, I don't think you really realise that you're learning that because you're just having a good time and doing a hobby along the way. Does that make sense? Yeah, completely. And um, I mean, my first paid public speaking gig, which was with Marks and Spencers. I mean, I, I'm going to get that on my tombstone. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a big deal. Professional <laughs> public speaker for Marks and Spencers. Um, I mean, it was years ago now, but I'm cuddling on to that one. And, and it was, I'd come out of, I'd just placed top 10 in a pageant when I kept, got offered the opportunity. And, and they, like, headhunted me down. And I was kind of like, wow like I normally would have gone oh no 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 no! I'm not I'm not doing a paid public speaking thing like I'd spoken before but I'd never been paid for it because it's like yeah if it was free and there was no pressure to be of a certain standard but when it's paid it's pressure isn't it like like big big event with staging and it was two it was two different two or three talks on one day and, and then the two or three talks on another day like it ran over a couple of weekends and I was like oh if they hate me the first day I've got I've got to come back and do it again and it's like oh no and I was like no I just I just you could handle it in a bikini like I can do this <laughs> I was like yeah yeah looking back I was like I don't think I'd have ever said yes to a paid one yeah, because you, you've essentially had those experiences already you just have to translate it into a different part of your life don't you definitely I, I mean I, I love that was one of like the the heart wrench moments because I'm competing in Yemi next year and they've got no swimwear, and um, and I was like, oh, that's one of my favourite rounds. But there's so much, so many other things about the system that I absolutely adore. And um, so I was like, no, no, peaks and troughs. I'll I'll, I'll let the swimwear bit go. Um, but it is my absolute favourite round because I used to hate my body, and um, I hated how tall I was until I met Harriet Lane and. <laughs> just absolutely hated my body and it was such a turning curve that first time I walked on stage in swimwear and I wore like a it was a one piece but it had like 
big chunks missing out. So it's probably the same fabric as a bikini, but I felt like I was wearing a swimming costume. Like it. Yeah, it honestly, it's my favorite round too. I think it 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 promotes so much self confidence and and also like a bit of an attitude of I think I look fabulous and and not really concerning yourself with what other people think of what you look like. And I think that's a that's a really important feeling to have about yourself you know loving yourself is so important and I think swimwear rounds really do promote that I'm you know I'm like you it's my favorite too I I, I love the swimwear round it's um the, the red zone two-piece that I wore from the last competition I just uh, I absolutely love it it's gone uh it was from Romy at Atlantic swimwear um, yeah. and uh, it's gone back to her she's gonna like do a little a slight like change to it so I can use it again because I loved it so much I don't know when I'm going to use it but um I was like quick take it and update it and then it's ready for whenever I need it for something but I just no I'm all for a recycle I honestly think if you find that piece that makes you feel confident and makes you feel good mm. stick with it like it's different judges different day different competitors it doesn't need to be near always if it's if it's a stellar piece yeah I just oh I love, I love that piece, love that piece. Um, so what made you want to become a pageant coach? Um, honestly, I think, do you ever find yourself watching someone and seeing so, so much potential in them and just feeling like you want to give them all of your prior knowledge? I think, I wish, I wish I'd had me maybe 10 years ago but there the just wasn't the popularity then there wasn't the the number of systems there wasn't the number of experienced girls in the UK when I first started out that there is now yeah. and um honestly I in my day-to-day job I'm a coach I'm a I'm a trainer and it's something that makes me it makes me really happy seeing people progress seeing people come on um and and knowing that you've been, you know, a positive influence in their journey. And sometimes I watch and I just, I've, I've got like an, uh, a feeling about somebody and I just, I just want to be able to, you know, share the experience that, experiences that I've had and like enable somebody else to really unleash their own potential. Because I, sometimes I look at people and think you're so amazing and you don't know. And I just want to give them that self-confidence. And, a, and I think becoming a coach was, it was a natural progression for me. It was always something I, I've I've wanted to do. Hmm. No, I feel that. For me, it's the gym. I'm like, I have to, I really have to stop myself going and helping people with stuff, particularly when they're working off bad online programs that they've purchased. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? And, and just you, want to you, help. <laughs> yeah. You do, and and you mean it from such a, a good place, don't you? And uh, it's now I've I've just loved it. I've just really loved the transition. Oh, does that mean you probably don't want to, or aren't thinking of competing again? Yeah, no. There's a that's a definite no. No more competing for me. Um, I feel like that that commitment to the competition mm. has has gone my commitment to pageantry hasn't um but my life's just in a different place as far as you know career wise and having children and things like that things have all just changed so 
no, I'm taking a back seat and just going to watch from the audience from now on. <laughs> yeah, Com- competing with the little ones, not impossible, but particularly the like the tiny stages. And like it, ta- it does take a good couple of years to get, not get your body back in the sense of like the physical, how it looks, but how it, um, how it physically and mentally feels to you. Yeah. Because it's, it's like, like pregnancy is just like this most incredible and journey like such such a blessing that so many people don't get the opportunity to experience like I completely get that um but it is it's a it's a journey that you that needs a bit of time um and I I I, I'm I wouldn't say like physically wise I'd have got back up on stage like maybe not a week after because stitches but um, <laughs> but maybe like like a couple of months after like I still looked like pregnant a little <laughs> for a couple of months that's after. it isn't it you just don't want that pressure I think there's just other um yeah, it, it, priorities than than feeling confident in a bikini <laughs> yeah it was like physically I'd have got back up but like I I'm not sure how, it took me a while to get be able to do my balance in any kind of heel like the first time I <laughs> comfy like, shoes <laughs> go oh, forward. Like your center of gravity genuinely moves. <laughs> like like <laughs> even when then when they're in you, that just completely throws you. Especially if they decide to have a kick and a wriggle, and you're like, whoa, I can't stand up properly. Um, but afterwards, um, yeah, even a good few months out, I was trying to find, literally trying to find my balance. <laughs> yeah, I think I think as well for me, you know, thirteen years. I was competing for I feel like dawn I don't I don't feel like there's any sort of um regrets or anything that I didn't do anything I haven't sort of accomplished so and also I think because my my last win was such a big one I want I want to leave it on a high I want to I want to leave the legacy there right up there yes I love that um, so are there any specific areas that you specialize in or enjoy working in as a coach particularly um, for me, I love working with people on presence and memorability. Um, you know, everyone can have, can, you know, master a walk. Everyone can master an interview technique. But being present and being memorable, I think, can be really, really difficult. You know, sometimes you're up against 50, 60 other girls. And what, what is it about you that's different from all of them? Because I guarantee you, everyone has something special. But I grew up um, dancing and being on stage and and being a performer, and I don't think that comes naturally to everybody. And trying to teach someone that your what feels like a hundred percent on a stage may only convey as maybe fifty percent because of the lights, the audience, the music, the the nerves that take over. Even though you might feel it, you might not actually be conveying it to the audience. And I think teaching that is something I, I really enjoy, like that sparkle coming through and seeing people like twig of what how much they actually need to be there and present and engaged. And that, that that's what that's what I like, especially about on stage. I love that. And it's so true. And I've never heard anyone speak about that before. The fact that you have to be I mean, I grew up doing stuff on stage, but I, in my teenage years, I suddenly became, I wanted to hide because I was, I was so much taller than everyone else. I nearly, <laughs> like it was, and choirs, in choirs, you're meant to mold together and be like one voice. I didn't do very much solo stuff. Um, yeah. 
because I was trying to hide all the time. And who wants a soloist that's trying to hide? Um, but it is so true that you ha everything has to be bigger and brighter to, to really come across on stage. It's why stage makeup can look so weird. Like I looked like properly orange in some of them. Yeah. <laughs> but on, on stage, you probably looked just like you. Yeah, completely normal. <laughs> like, like yeah. probably a bit like Casper still. Um, <laughs> but it's... <laughs> Yeah, I've never heard anyone talk about that in pageantry, but it is so, so true and so important. Um, it, it, really, it really is. And I think that's part of it is that maybe sometimes people maybe don't don't dismiss it, but maybe just don't even realise how important that is. Um, and I think, you know, people can rely on having a strong walk and, and being, you know, a nice and articulate person for interview, but pretty much everyone is probably going to have an element of of those things so what makes what makes you that bit more memorable it, and it, honestly it's it's something um it's not easy to always bring out of people um yeah. but I'm working on it <laughs> and and how have you found the transition sort of taking off the competition hat and putting on the coach hat um easy to be honest um because like I was saying earlier, I do I do coach and train people in my day job. Um I, I know what works for people, I know what makes people tick, I know what makes people feel good about themselves and, and confident. Um, but also I was I think I was ready to to you know hang up my comp competing heels. Um it it was the most unreal experience being Ms. Galaxy, but at a time where, you know you're kind of finding being given career opportunities and I was getting married and, and my personal life was changing a lot I think it, it came at the perfect time to feel like okay I've done it now that's that's enough oh that's amazing so uh, yeah a bit more of like the specifics admin nitty-gritty of what you're doing what packages yeah. programs and things are you offering and how can people book so I don't like to offer strict packages because I think ev absolutely everybody is different. Um, that we have, I just offer an hourly rate. And um, if you come for a certain number of hours, it's discounted. Um, and from there, we move forward from there because some people have more ability than they kind of realise and it kind of clicks really quickly. Some people need a little more time. Um, we offer online for interview. Um I don't so much like doing walking and stage over uh, Zoom or anything like that because I just don't know if it gets the same um, response out of people. We can do it at the moment if people would really like to. Um, but I just think because the flooring's not always right, the heels aren't always right, it's it's just it's just not the best set. I think in person you can encourage someone and bring someone out of themselves so much more. So, yeah, interview online at the moment but if we're going to do walking and stage we're going to do it in person we also offer uh, styling which for me is huge I think as much as the dress doesn't win the person does I think dressing for your figure for your personality for your age for, for whatever your kind of um criteria is it's got to be right for you and I think it's easy to follow trends and I don't think trends are what everybody needs so I, I absolutely love working on styling with people um and honestly pretty much anything else people want to go through if it's related to pageantry we can do charity we can do appearances 
Um, but yeah, it's all tailor-made per person. I think the clothing side of it is so that's oddly probably been one of the things that I've really discovered so much about myself through my pageant journey is I was like I I was I'd say I'm not like into trendy fashion but I'd still try and actually pageantry really helped me let go of that because I'm I'm much more I'm gym wear or like classic styles. I like a classic cut dress. Um, I, I'm I'm not going to be the latest follower of fashion <laughs> by any stretch of imagination. Like I'm all for other people doing that, except fast fashion. I don't like that. And <laughs> but I'm. Um, it was. It really helped me. Pageantry really helped me embrace what my style. And we've got um, an episode coming later in the series and um, talking just just about pageant styling. Um, but being able to to pick out what will work on stage, like we were saying that things things have to be different on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and what um, I've talked previously about um, interview wear, making sure that you know everything you need to be able to do in that interview wear. So if you've got to be able to dance for the rehearsals, but you're not going to get You need to be able to move in your interview wear in the same way that you can move in your opening number and stuff like that. But um, practicalities aside, it's finding those things that really make you feel you. And I was so often dressing for, for somebody else. I wasn't. Absolutely. My, um, my biggest experience of that, and honestly, looking back at it now, it was probably the best wardrobe I've ever had. But when I competed for Galaxy England the year Steph Williams won, my wardrobe cost so much money and I put so much pressure on myself to dress as I thought the winner ought to because I wanted to win so much that I completely lost who I was and Steph was absolutely unbelievable but you know when you always have that niggle in the back of your head that makes you think what if I'd have done things as me rather than as who I thought people wanted me to be and it's it's a huge huge lesson Mm. I've, I've, I've got better at now. Like I've had, I've had coaches say, or when we've looked at, why don't you consider the way so I consider that? And I was like, no, I really love that. And I can see why you're suggesting that, but I will not walk on that stage confident in that. Yeah. And confidence is the key to everything, isn't it? It's, it's just not me. And it's like, there's very, um, the quite short fashion wears are very popular at the moment, but for me, I feel like I was wearing swimwear. Yeah. And and like you say, that's absolutely great for somebody else. But if it doesn't make you feel comfortable, it's not right for you. Like I'll wear um, a two-piece. I will quite happily wear a two-piece in swimwear, but I want a certain amount of coverage with my because my fashion wear um for the last competition, which is funny, fashion wear is my least favourite round. Um I never know what to wear. But um I, I had a couple of people say, why didn't I do shorts with the skirt instead of the longer trousers? And I was like, I don't mind showing that amount of skin in swimwear. But for me and fashion wear, I didn't want to have that much on show. Um, yeah. And again, they're like, you've got amazing legs. Do a, a dress with a big split for evening wear. And I was like, no, it's boobs or legs. I won't do, I personally don't want to do both. Um, and yeah. that top was very low cut. <laughs> <laughs> you see, whereas I'm the... It's funny, isn't it? Because I'm the polar opposite. I like shorts because I've got such short legs because I'm too small that if I wear trousers, I kind of feel like overwhelmed, like I'm completely lost in it. 
Mm. Um, but it's just knowing yourself, isn't it? And knowing what suits you. And I'm still, um, I think also post baby, my, my body shifted again. My rib cage got quite, most of, most of Felicity like slept in my rib cage. Um, and I gained, I went from a 30 rib cage to a 40 during pregnancy. Um, so coming after that and finding clothes that don't make me feel bigger on the top than I am, um, but are still comfortable, like finding all that balance, everything sort of shifted and my style shifted again. And um, dresses that were my absolute favourites that still that I fit into now, but they don't feel me anymore. Yeah. Like yeah, it just changes, doesn't it? It's um yeah I think that's um I, I I've said that before actually but learning learning what what works for me clothing wise has definitely been one of my big pageant step ups because I do think you you are so much more confident when you feel like you look your best I I keep um we we've, we've said we've got Felicity's school for next year sorted and their school uniform is navy blue with baby pink accent like like what you want to die for um, and everyone's like that's why you picked her school on and I was like no no that's not why we picked the school but that's for me that's a bonus because she looks great in navy she loves navy and she loves pink and um, but I know that she'll she'll have a uniform she'll put on and feel great about it whereas one of the secondary schools I went to we had this hideous purple it was not a nice <laughs> purple I like purple this was not a nice purple and it was everywhere and you just you just felt a bit like a scumbag wearing (laughs) it was just not a uniform that inspired you to want to to focus and work like you didn't feel like sometimes even when I work from home I'll put business attire on and really not always not always but sometimes I'm like I've got I've got to write this piece or um, I've got to record this interview and it's quite a formal interview I'll dress the part for it even if no one else is gonna see me um because it does it sort of gets you in that mind frame to feel like a little bit better about yourself. Yeah, no, I agree absolutely. I definitely think um, if you f- if you feel like you look good, you you exude a different type of confidence. So I think yeah, I'd highly recommend on working working on that with your coach just to make sure that you're finding finding the nice balance there. But like I said, we we have got um, an episode coming up later in the series um where we're specifically talking about pageant styling but it's yeah it's such a big part of it and I'm terrible with clothes for other people because it's taken me how old am I now 30 it's taken me 33 years to be able to dress myself um (laughs) much better at dressing Felicity than I am at dressing myself um so yeah we'll, we'll go into that more and is there anything else you wanted to add that we've maybe brushed over or haven't had a chance to go into no, no, I've I've enjoyed talking about this so much. I've been out of the pageant bubble for a, what feels like forever because we haven't had a final for so long. Um, so no, it's just been lovely to chat everything pageants. I've enjoyed it all. We've definitely, we've at Pageantland, we've got planned for a series of smaller events and we done denied about bringing them forward because none of the big events could run. And then the rule of six came in and we were like, oh, well, that scuppers that as well. So hopefully they'll happen next year. But um I think at the moment, the first pageant next year is, I want to say, Yemi. Right. When's that? It's, which the first weekend in April. I think the, the one... I think National Miss is before that. Oh, yes, completely. Yes, yes. Uh, that's yeah. nice. It's like the weekend before. So, yes, National Miss before. Because um, Atlantic's moved. Um, IGM haven't announced, and they would 
be February. But other than that, I think everything else is going to is moving later into the year and things. So that's, yeah, it's uh, keeping fingers crossed that it can all go ahead and. And we can all be there in the audience, two meters apart, shouting people on. <laughs> Lots of space. Well, I did. Um, I said when when Holly was. I mean, this was way back. I think in August when we didn't know what October was going to look like, and and Holly was asking people what they they thought about um, Miss Team GB and how they could run it. Um, and I was like, if if it's if we're a live stream audience, please give us a way of donating to our tickets if we're able to, because yeah, absolutely. And it's I'm, a business at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah, and it's part of like you look at the. Um, I mean, yeah, take um, or take normal GB as an example. It's such a massive venue, um, and the tickets and the tables where you eat as well. The tickets were something. I want to say I paid forty five pounds for my ticket to go and see Miss GB. Um, that's part of what makes the event viable. Um, and I guess that some people are out of work and wouldn't be able to afford to pay towards live streams, but being able to donate um, on live streams. So any directors listening, if you have to go digital, please give We're us- willing to pay. <laughs> yeah, give us a donation link, just, just so we can like contribute towards our, like the joy of watching it, because well, we, we pay to watch movies and things and I'd much rather watch a pageant. <laughs> yeah, well, Miss America, um, not Miss America, Miss USA is happening, isn't it? first weekend of November so maybe we should start a group chat for that so we can all get excited and watch together because I think we'll we'll all be glued to it won't we just to get our fix yeah it's it's need, needing something I was very glad and um, I had an event in August and that sort of rebooted me um so I might I might last a couple more months but I need something <laughs> um so how can we find you on social media and on the internet and things um so for queen bee pageant training that is literally the handle but it's just the letter b um not b double e so just q u e e n b pageant training uh, on instagram and if anyone wants to get in touch about training or um online interview technique or anything like that just uh, drop me a message drop me a direct message Perfect. And I'll make sure the link is in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, um, no, thank you for having me. It's been, it's been really nice because um, obviously those who are listening, you don't know, we're actually recording during the day and normally I record in the evening. So it's nice to be in my office, not freezing. It's nice and warm today. Um, oh, it's not here. It's grey and raining and freezing. <laughs> you had yesterday, my yesterday's weather when I was walking around. Yeah. <laughs> like, and today's beautiful. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so lovely to speak to you. Um, I can't wait for us to like get back to events and things. So um, everyone, stay safe, wash your hands, wear your mask, keep your distance, and then we can get through this sooner rather than later. Oh yeah, everybody look after yourself and hopefully I'll see everybody soon. Thank you for joining me today. I value and appreciate your time so much. It's wonderful you've given some of it to this episode. Please rock on over to our Facebook or Instagram and share your thoughts. And I would love you to give this episode a share while you're there. For any specific links, check the show notes or rock on over to our website, pageantlandpodcast.com for more information about the podcast or how you can be a guest on a future episode. Have an amazing day. And remember, you sparkle your brightest when you're being yourself. See you soon.